what disasters are you currently coping with? I had someone come by my house at nine o'clock this morning and knock on my door. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were with a tree service and I had some trees here that need to get taken down. Uh, yeah. and he, I have a Japanese maple on the front corner of the house, which is a beautiful tree, but it's placed terribly, like truly yeah. going to grow into the foundation and wreck my shit. Um, so I, he was like, do you ever think about doing anything with this tree? It's going to ruin your house. I was like, yeah, actually I, I need to cut down. I was like, but out back is the one I really need to have a big tree that has, is somewhat dead. It either got hit by lightning and then like ants moved into it. It's, it wasn't solid, but it was like mm-hmm. 120 foot tall. So a danger to me and my neighbor. Um, I was like, I need this cut down. And he was like, okay. He was like, well, I'll, I will drop it for $500. Um, for $800, I'll cut everything up for you as well. And okay. I was like, okay, that's a really good deal, actually. That's not a bad deal for that. Um, and I was going to keep it for firewood and share some of it with our good friend, Stephen Hartzell. When he dropped the tree, it sort of shot back a little bit into my na- the base of it where it was cut, shot back a little bit into my neighbor's fence and broke just a small part of their fence like like four by four section of their fence got a hole punched in it and it broke the two by four support beam that goes across the bottom okay and and he was like hey i didn't anticipate that happening i'm sorry we're gonna take care of that for you don't worry about it i'm like okay this is fine um he came back about 30 minutes ago with the full piece of fence that will go in and replace that messed up part and he he stood it up against the fence, and he is no longer here. <laughs> and so I don't I don't I don't know if he intended to <laughs> did just you, did, when he said replace the fence, like I'm gonna go get that for you, and then not do anything else. I don't know how to put that in. My neighbor's an ornery old man; like he's gonna raise hell about this, regardless. But like mm-hmm. the least amount of hell he raises is if it's back in place and his fence is intact. Did Did you see this individual dropping off this portion mm-hmm. of fence? No, it just, I it saw just him appeared there. I saw him pull up and he told me, he's like, I'm not going to bother you. I, I, you know, and I was like, okay, um, I'm gonna get that fixed for you. And I was like, okay, I saw him pull up and I was like, oh, okay, he must be coming back for the fence. And then I saw him leave. And when I went out back, I saw, that's where I saw the fence was just laying there. Yeah. But I've been in and out because, and I forgot to tell you this part too, Jason, I have a building out. There's back. more. Yeah. I have a building out back that the, um, the gutter kind of fell off part of it. And so I just, I'm like, fuck, I got to take, and it's bent really bad. So I, I got to take this whole gutter down. And so I, I, I was out there taking down the gutter and I'm doing a load of laundry inside and I hear like gurgling from coming from a house, which is can close I, Can by. I just, can I just say when you're in your home and you hear gurgling, gurgling is never a good noise. There's not it's a scenario good. where you go, mm, no, that's gurgling. That's right. This is fine. That's, that's this the way fine. it's supposed to be. Unless you're in so a walk- No Limit Records intro. Yeah. I walk into my laundry room where I'm doing a load of laundry and it is draining all into the floor because there's some sort of backup mm-hmm. in my um, sources. None of the other stuff is backing up. So I don't think it's my septic tank or anything like that. That's but good. the, but I, I can't, um, I can't figure out what this clog is and it's like a funky shape. I can't get something down in there to try and root it out. Um, so I called a plumber and he's like, well, I can be there tomorrow. Uh, but I I need laundry soon. We're go, we have a live show. I don't know if listeners know we have a live show in Atlanta on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I was hoping to show up clean to that event. Eh. Uh, maybe maybe we'll just relocate it to your house, and then while we're yeah, there, we just some, do it someone just, someone will know how to fix a fence in a way. The other community than, will provide. So, full, <laughs> yeah, full cast. This, this person show. who Let's believes fences are drag and drop, we will we we will uh we'll correct that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just been a it's been a disaster of a day. Yeah, it's just really been a shitty, shitty, and, and I'm sick. And like sick. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm like at the end of being sick. I don't have a fever anymore. I broke my fever, mm-hmm. and it's not COVID. I can breathe, and it's not COVID. I've tested negative for COVID multiple times, which is great. I had that a couple months ago. I thought I was going to be one of the weird people that got it twice within mm-hmm. like a short period of time. Um, but it's just been awful. It's been terrible. How are y'all? Better than that, but yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> Rub it in, come on. Relatively great, dude. I'm great. <laughs> Haven't heard a gurgle. It's been a gurgle-free house. Sir, but does your uh, ordinary neighbor have um, like a dog or, or like a reason for a pet to be an emergency situation? Or he has a little dog, um, a small, an older small dog. One who isn't going to get up and out. No, like it could get through this hole in the fence right now, but. Um, I don't but think it will want to. Yeah. Can, I, can I be honest? Um, is this old man spry enough to be a problem for you? 
Like, yeah, no, he he he's when I say old man, he's like early sixties old man. He's not old old man. Oh, so Spencer old. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's still age, yeah. he's still working. Pretty much the exact same age as Spencer Hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, does he that's, have a podcast too? <laughs> yeah, do you think he could take him? Like that's the no. thing. First of all, no. if he was no, okay, so he's that kind of old man. This guy right. builds cabinets. Like he just seems, mm-hmm. and he's got he's got that teal. Um, uh, silverado from like the early 90s mm-hmm. yeah he's overall just kind of really cool i'm intimidated by him a great deal and his mm-hmm. yard is perfect i think you're gonna bond over this Maybe. yeah 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 i think this is the breakthrough literally that your relationship needed perhaps yeah like like this is the guy who i think like if you with the old man you want okay next door is the one who only has the energy to really poke up his head through the fence like a muppet and be like hey like that's yeah that's yeah. what you want you want the guy who's like i hate everything and i do nothing about it yeah Dude, the teal truck i don't know he seems he seems pretty capable this, this yeah. could be an issue but yeah you could, could bond be. over this i think you I should so. make an opponent you should make a common enemy yes of the man who deserted you <laughs> oh i i am if he doesn't come back and put that fucking fence in i am yeah i'm gonna call him and make an enemy out of him yes. as soon as we're done with the show hit them against need- each other and you Take sides with your neighbor. There you go. Yeah. yeah, you need to look at your neighbor and be like, when he comes over, before he could get word one out of his mouth, what you need to do is you need to go, I need your help in beating someone's ass. Here's what there we're going to do. Where, where are we going? You, yeah. you, you, you hit him high, and I'll do the thing where I crawl behind and, and slouch behind his knees so he stumbles over me. <laughs> yes. it's, my, yes. it's my ideal role in a fight. <laughs> I possess the skills to trip a man. The lump. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually peeking outside just to make sure he hasn't returned and he is not. It's still just a piece of fence sitting up against the <laughs> You're going to look out and it's going to be like upside down now. He came back, moved yeah. it, left again. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's a, pow- that's a powerful move, though. It's when you go, I'm going to fix this problem. What are you going to do? I'm disappearing. I've <laughs> gestured at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gone. I'm out. See y'all later. It is really cool that his inventory had the exact matching fence part that you needed, but <laughs> simply no uh, application. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty standard fence that they have in the backyard here. It's the wood fence with the, like, they all look the same, right? There's no sort of ornate carve done in the, in the tops of it or anything like that. He literally found like a piece of the same fence. Mm. He might've stole it now that I'm thinking about from the other side of the yard. Yeah. Yeah. They might, they might (laughs) be missing another piece of fence somewhere. You go get another neighbor coming over and being like, Hey, someone cut an exact hole out of my fence. The yeah. shape of the hole that was placed in your fence. The entire neighborhood, each one moving one slat of fence <laughs> until the, someone at the very end is the one screwed. Yeah, baby, this sounds like an engineering solution. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is just good thinking. <laughs> Not my problem anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn. I think that's the, the, the big thing here is I'm going to have to replace this piece of fence myself, and I'm going to just have to learn how to do that. This sounds like a great hand in the dirt episode. Like, we've, we've just, this is a hand in the dirt editorial meeting right now. Shutdown full cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. My name is Spencer Hall. Today I am joined by um, we're gonna call it Slim Crew. Uh, that's because there's three of us. We got Jason Kirk Hello. and Michael Serber over here on the ones and twos. Uh, he of the many problems, the house of many problems. Today, <laughs> what a what a name that is like a. You know, there's lots, lots of, lots of uh, ancient civilizations where people are just mm-hmm. named after a trait about themselves. And yes, that that would be my tribal name. Who is he? That is House of Many Problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. is he cool? No, he's very stressed out. Well, Cerber's cool. Oh, wait, Cerber's cool. Yeah, I would. I think I'm cool. Name. I think I'm cool under these circumstances. Yeah, compared yeah. to like what Felder would be like. No, no offense to Felder, but I'm trying to imagine <laughs> how would Felder be handling this situation right now, and I don't think it would be the same as me. Lots He'd also of, probably be getting that fence put in. More cussing, which is probably gets the fence put in. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Also, you'd have some elaborate recipe this was postponing, right? You'd be like, oh, well, I was just going to make, <laughs> I was just going to make my own empanadas and then I have to yeah. do the sauce and everything. And, you know, they got to fix that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now my kid's got to eat. Uh, fuck it. Now my kid has to eat a sandwich made from homemade bread oh. and corned beef that I cooked myself now uh, and yeah. the cheese that i created on my now, have to now they yeah. now the child has to eat this <laughs> now i have to go to, now i have to uh get takeout <laughs> you would I like how that's that. not even an option right like that's not it like no 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 that's, make it myself. that's that's like mid apocalypse level <laughs> of yeah <laughs> um i wanted to ask the most important question of all um for a college football podcast to both of you which is this has anyone attempted to big brain you and explain the decision to uh, take the ball first in OT in Super Bowl? Because I, I would like to start the discourse by saying this. I want Malcolm Gladwell uh, jailed. I want, everybody, <laughs> I want everybody involved with the entire Freakonomics community put in prison. I want them to answer for the crimes that they have committed against American sports discourse because I have gone from an ironic appreciator to football is like the wind. Listen to it in your soul <laughs> to being the person who's like, yeah, football is the wind. You should do this. I'm not anti-analytics. I'm anti-dumbasses who now think that this is a game they can play. Like on the midwit meme, it's like having the ball is good. Actually, giving away the ball is statistically like having the ball is good. <laughs> Do you want to score here? My favorite question. Scored too soon. No, 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 no. Scored. <laughs> Scored. <laughs> do, you, do you know how hard that thing is? Points <laughs> are right? good. Points are good, right? Um, yeah, no, no. You want the ball first because then you want the ball third. Third. You want the odd numbers of the ball. Which is the thing that I <laughs> thought was a joke until I looked up and saw that that's what Kyle Shanahan actually said in yeah. defending it today. Yeah, it's it's such a difficult thing because like I get it statistically, it 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 makes sense. Like the likeliest score that you could, the single likeliest score you could have after two possessions would be zero zero. Like right. the second likeliest is probably seven seven, right? Um, right. Having said all that. <laughs> It's mm -hmm. it's difficult to argue that to a human brain. Like, um, like I, I I read Bill Barnwell saying, yeah, the choice is fine. It's defensible. There are pros and cons. And I'm like, well, yeah. Bill Barnwell's a superhuman brain. I'm sure it makes sense to him. It doesn't make sense to my human brain. <laughs> no, and, and and here's the the thing is if if he had been right, we would all be having this discussion about what a big brain decision he'd made, if, right? If, like if oh, they had. Yeah. If they had won on the third possession, then we would say, oh, wow, he's done it. He's unlocked football. He is his master master form is upon us. That's what the big that's what the flat bill hat is for. So brims it's, full of brain. That's what it is. So the brain can receive the appropriate aerodynamic support when traveling through open space. Yeah. Yeah, but that that didn't that's not what happened. Um in fact what happened was uh the the, the, the Chiefs used their, their their subsequent possession uh they took advantage of having the information of exactly how many points they needed so they knew that they should uh attempt to convert a fourth down they did and they won and if mm -hmm. the, if those if those drives had been reversed the niners would have had the exact same uh opportunity so yeah. it didn't turn out well for kyle shanahan but i mean what was he gonna do win what was he gonna do not blow a double digit lead in the super bowl when when why would that happen why would he not do that he loves doing that Kyle Shanahan's love to blow double digit leads in Super Bowls. That's um That's three of them. That's incredible. <laughs> it it's his kink and I need you to not shame it. <laughs> it's so you good. Know? Like the second they got up 10 to nothing, I posted like, "Hey, look look what the score is." And everyone is sharing it like, "Oh my god, this is awesome. I can't wait." And like <laughs> Niners fans are like, "Shut the fuck up." Shut the fuck up. Hater. <laughs> don't hater. No, 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 not even like that. Just like, "Don't look at us. We know. We know it's going to be bad." <laughs> everyone knew they were going to lose. <laughs> it's it's a lot like um I'm currently writing an article about whether you could land a plane. Um, spoiler, you couldn't. <laughs> and uh, and it's a lot like, I think, if you were doing fine and you were heading to the airport, you're like, okay, 
we're good. And all of a sudden, like you get on the line and it's like, hey, it's the president. You're like, no, no, don't look. I don't need to know. Don't eat that. <laughs> got a job for you. Yeah, I've got a job for you. No, no. You know, the, the eyes of the world are upon you. And I'm like, ah, that's what I'm going to screw up. <laughs> literally, uh, literally the most viewed telecast in history is upon you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people God. who do not care about football, people who, who never cared about football until call it three months ago are watching you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People who, by the way, now know exactly how harebrained your decision was. Yeah, pe- people who have spent the past three months learning things and who have determined that mm, it's probably best to just do the obvious thing. Yeah, that's it. This is this is a great college football versus pro football argument because Kyle Shanahan did the thing I think you would do if you were a pro football coach and confident in the skills and abilities and intellect of your players and your staffers you would say we're going to take the ball first we're going to score that's what we're going to do because we're competent man college there's an entire cottage industry of coaches who have survived multiple athletic director changes presidential changes decades gone through multiple presidential administrations weathered the storm of many a six and six season strictly on the assumption that no one could do anything right like this is like like <laughs> This is the Ferentz school of coaching. This is the old school, uh, you know, SEC gym coach, like the glorified SEC gym coach, right? Are we going to play ball? The must champ coach. Um, this is their way of doing things. They would go, no, we're going to take the ball second. Why? Because you can't do anything right. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. And the thing is, big brain Kyle put his foot right in that bear trap. <laughs> He did that because sometimes football is a game played by really intelligent people doing really smart things. And sometimes it turns into random stupidity and violence. And that's what this game turned into for most of it, to be honest. Most of this game was random ball bounce random way. Everyone frown and be confused. This game was was, uh, in its own way. Awesome. Like, I love that this was for I mean, just statistically speaking for a lot of people, this was their first taste of of championship football. And and this is what we served up this this like where the highlight for about three quarters was the punt coverage to which to be clear is no shade to punt coverage. I watch Big Ten football, which was which was was sick. It's fucking awesome. Some of the Chris Conley. Oh, give that man some sort of a I don't know punt coverage guy of the year award for that uh, or uh, i'm sorry we're not going to ignore the university of florida's own tommy townsend oh it, it, oh my god yeah it was yeah what a special team spectacle it was god yeah well y- yes <laughs> in so many ways <laughs> because none of us are having this conversation if san francisco doesn't hit a fucking extra point <laughs> well, that, one, that was one. a that was a great special teams play by the chiefs so it, it was, was. So it was just nonstop excellent special teams play. What was what was the difference? The thing that turned the tide and allowed us all to sit here and goggle at how good Patrick Mahomes is at his job? Oh, that's right, a big fat man sticking his hand up. That's <laughs> big it. paw, big, big paw. paw. Yeah, that's right. Whack. <laughs> big paw wins again. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite kind of football game. Where Kyle Big Brain Shanahan is put into, like, he's put into the crippler by <laughs> gravity and the laws of stupid. That's it. Where all, all of your little X's and O's and plans go completely sideways thanks to, nope, fat, <laughs> bonk. <laughs> it's so good. It's everything I want out of the sport. A plus, no notes, none. Yeah, it, yeah. This it's weird. I, I feel like I didn't even see any of the like. Ugh, there's no scoring complaints, which might be because like Mahomes is here. We know business will pick up eventually. Um, but I don't know. It, it felt like there was sufficient drama for everyone, even with the low scoring. Um, which I, it, it it feels to me like I'm sort of like uh, um, asking people how their meal is if it's a dish I don't eat. You know, because like I don't care about scoring, but it's I know like, most yeah, of y'all like, do. It's like me with macaroni and cheese. You're like, I think that's good. You this seem to good. like it. You seem fine yeah. with it. Everything else here is great, but yeah. you seem to like the thing you like. Yeah, because I know, like, I was very happy just watching Chris Jones um, and Legarius Need and pretty much anyone else on the Chiefs. Uh, Trent McDuffie, if you haven't watched it, if you want to go, and if you want to go, hey, what does a corner do? What what is a corner supposed to do? Go watch Trent McDuffie. You can watch the Super Bowl. It's actually only like fifteen minutes of TV. Ha <laughs> ha. It's got you again, America. <laughs> got you to spend a billion dollars for for twenty two minutes of action, but you did. 
go watch go watch the whole thing go watch trent mcduffie trent mcduffie the corner for the kansas city chiefs uh turned debo samuel into an afterthought that's not possible and he did it if not for um obviously Mahomes' numbers were you know they were great against a good defense, uh, game-winning drive, blah, 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 all that. But like, if not for that, someone in that Niners front winning the MVP um, would have felt really good. Uh, I mean, you know, Carl Aftis had three QB hits, uh, you know, just on and on. Purdue's own, George Carl Aftis. They were just all over Purdy, like, the entire time. And, and... There are some quarterbacks who thrive. And if Josh Allen, if guys are all over him, it doesn't matter. What are they going to do? Sack him? But, like, Brock Purdy's not a guy who can just bounce off of people. He, he yeah. has to make decisions. And they forced him into quite a few. I mean, he thinks he's a guy who can bounce off people. Let's get it clear. <laughs> I'm not going to tell Brock Purdy what he's capable of or not. Which, by the way, th- thought Brock was fine. Sure. Yeah. Against well. against which still feels weird to say a really great Chiefs defense even after a whole year of this, I'm still like part of my brain is still like, how is NFL Texas Tech doing this? But they they completely rebranded. They pulled the opposite of of like Nick Saban. Like com- they've gone from all offense to all defense. And now the problem for everyone else is they might be able to you know try a little bit of both. Like maybe draft a couple receivers. I like that they did that. I like that they managed to rebrand, uh, keep the quarterback, but also rebrand as, you know what? I'm already handsome. I think I'm going to start lifting some weights. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's like um, handsome because of like one trait that won't go away. So we're going to work on it. We're just going to let that be load bearing for the entire handsome uh, factor. Yeah. And then we're going to allocate all resources to everything else. It's like we, we have these two guys. They're great. That's our offense. <laughs> And otherwise, yeah. we have a bunch of little guys who sort of orbit them. And then otherwise, every investment goes in defense. And it, 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 it worked. You know what? I'm pretty. These eyes. So I'm just going to get eyes that make my eyes look bigger. That's I'm what I'm going to get. Bigger eyes. More eyes. More eyes. Big Disney eyes. That's Cover me in eyeballs. <laughs> I think we just described the Chiefs as an anime kitten that decided to go on a cycle or two and, and lift. Yeah. Yeah. Like a uh, goose. I'm Captain, good with that. Captain Marvel yeah. goose. That's what they did. Yeah. Also, let's shout out to Andy Reid because, again, the winning motion in this game uh, was called corn dog. That's right. Yeah. Corn dog. Shuffle, shuffle, Mecole Hardman. That's the University of Georgia's own Mecole Hardman. Um, again, not trying to be an SEC partisan. I just like to cite Mecole Hardman because that's another offensive player thriving in the NFL after being underutilized at Georgia. <laughs> Remember, don't go there, kids. Don't. Unless yeah, you're don't. That's that's what happens. You'll end up catching the Super Bowl game winner. I'm not. Yeah. This argument's falling that. apart, Spencer. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Look at what horrible fate will befall you. <laughs> Ooh, scary you'll be, stories. You'll be the first one hugging the Super Bowl MVP. Won't that yeah. suck? It sucks so bad. <laughs> Don't do that. I did really like the um, immediately after the game. Well, not not immediately, but a bit after the game, it was like, wow, none of the Niners knew about the overtime rule, which you know was uh, it wasn't kept a secret. It was publicized uh, a couple years ago. Uh, you know, and ideally, it would have uh, kicked in. You know, before the Falcons suffered the exact uh, fate that the rule was meant to prevent. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but like the Niners not knowing it and the Chiefs practicing it as far back as training camp, it's like, okay, on the one hand, like this is a, a demonstration of how things end up the way they end up. But like at the same time, McCole Hardman, who caught the winning touchdown, was Patrick Mahomes was like, this dude didn't even know he just won the Super Bowl. I had to tell yeah. him. No. That's <laughs> so good. Football is football's really complicated. Like no one could no one could keep up with all this shit. Especially when no. rules change. There's just way too many pieces moving. Somebody I saw, it was like, hey, man, what would, what would have what would have happened if they had done, I'm like, it'd be sick if they'd done college overtime. And I'm like, no, it would have been garbage. <laughs> it would have been absolute trash. Because you know what would have happened? It would have been Pat Mahomes finding increasingly embarrassing ways to torture defense and make you look stupid, right? It would have been Andy Reid. Like, you're asking Andy Reid, ooh, what if you only get to use the box of weapons you got from the skunk works? What if you only use the crazy shit? Right. Ooh, the men in black guns. Let's see what those do. Like, that's that's what you would be asking Andy Reid to do. Like, I mean, oh, Andy, surely you don't have an insane play to pull out here. 
Oh, oh, I've been looking forward to <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Eleventh overtime against Andy Reid. Like he's already dropped the that that little uh, merry go round play on you. Where, whereas you're down to like I don't know, uh, uh, handoff. You know, you're you're down, <laughs> you're, 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 you're you're completely like, out of ideas. <laughs> I mean, you already San Francisco used their trick play. They used the wide receiver. Yeah, they, they were, that's it. That's it. That they're done. Kyle's got 428 different variations on 10 plays. Andy Reid has some shit he cribbed from the University of Minnesota's 1932 red zone package. <laughs> Andy Reid's like, oh, I've been looking forward to doing this one, but they told me it was uh, it was too sexy for TV, but <laughs> now's the time. They can't he's, stop me now. <laughs> he's got something called the Gimpy Drifter, and he's going to call it. <laughs> And you won't you won't even recognize it as a play from scrimmage. Tony Romo is saying things that have to be bleeped as soon as the play begins. That's when you know <laughs> you were twelfth overtime against Andy Reid. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's what you get. Holy fuck, Jim! <laughs> I don't fucking know about that, Jim. God ah, Jesus fucking Christ, Jim! <laughs> that's it. And, when, Andy, Andy, when even Nance up. starts cussing, you know you're in a good one. <laughs> That's, man, do you know, like, the actual amount of money I would pay to hear Jim Nance cuss on air? It's nice. <laughs> it might be five digits. I might write a five-digit check. I think we could we could pool our resources and see if we can get it to happen. <laughs> can we kickstart this? Jim Nance drop an F-bomb on air. <laughs> Jim, Jim Nance start a cameo. <laughs> One cuss word per $10,000. He would clean up. Uh, for charity? Yeah, come on. Yeah. You also get, by the way, I did not know that because um, I know Romo took some flack for being um, lackluster. Yeah. Uh, underplayed. I don't know exactly what the word. I don't know what people's problem is. I don't necessarily know what they uh, expect of your average announcer, but it evidently was what Tony Romo delivered. I did hear Chris Fowler's call of the winning TD. Uh, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Harlan's like, I, I didn't really know what people were saying about Roma until I heard Kevin Harlan's. And I was like, oh, right. That, that yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what you want. Man, that's, that's hard though, because do you really want, uh, do you really want the, do you really want to compare yourself to uh, Kevin Harlan? That's the thing. Well, know? that's the thing. Kevin Harlan should just have the job. I, I do love that we get to be like, super critical of Tony Romo when Tony Romo can still do the thing where he predicts exactly what should happen on a play. Like, I don't think he'll get enough credit for on the final drive, which <laughs> overtime contained what two drives. Yes. Two, <laughs> two epic voyages two <laughs> full 15 minute quarter. Yeah. That's... Two drives <laughs> that took the entirety of the quarter. It was, um, I thought about you, Jason, cause I was like, oh, I bet Jason loves this. This was awesome. This was great. Look at all that clock being burned. <laughs> Look at the seconds dying. Also, I, I love thought about because we were on the same couch at the time. But I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I thought I about you. I was <laughs> I doing that. something else, but I was thinking about you. Thank you. But but during that, there was a play where San Francisco blitzed and Casey called mesh. And mm -hmm. when it happened, they started to rush, and right before that, Romo goes, I'd expect him to fall back in coverage here, especially given what they're seeing. And they blitzed, and you heard Tony Romo go, oh, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's good. But, like, the, the only discoursey thing I heard was his call on the last play, and whatever, whatever. I mean, whatever. Kevin Harlan's better, but there's no real shame in there's no Kevin Harlan called two games at once, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I need to issue a public apology. Because hmm. I said last week or week before, I was like, Tony Romo's getting better. And then what? I said it aloud on this show. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So we'll just make it that. Yeah. That's all right. That's you you all right. let him get lazy, is what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I will quote Tony Romo and say, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey. Sorry. Yes. Oh. We've discussed a, a little bit of uh, Michael Server's domestic uh, nightmare at the moment. What? Currently, currently, his manner is under assault from the forces of chaos. <laughs> Your wife leave you? No. I, What's, do you I have an update? I have not managed to fuck that up. I do have an update, though. Um, mm. I talked to my neighbor, the the wife portion of my neighbor. Um, That's a normal way to say that. <laughs> yeah. She was like, it's fine. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. Didn't get much of a reaction from her. She's kind of, she's just like, well, it's fine. All okay. right. Take it to All the right. bank. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Your um, husband, husband might be, def- might be a, she, uh, she might be a did fence tell, guy, but. <laughs> she did tell me that the, the fella told her that he was going to send somebody over to do it. So maybe that's why he just dropped it. Um, hmm. Maybe he's got someone who's an expert in fence building. Uh, this is such a drama. That really fucking is. Man. That's Cleet. That's Cleet. He's going to send over Cleet the fence, man. Fence Cleet. He'll be by. Fence Cleet. <laughs> we're also talking, uh, Holly, we're also talking various Super Bowl-related things. Mm. Hey, I have a horrifying specter. Hmm. Um, have y'all heard of the uh, the the Kelsey brothers? The athletes? Yes. Whatever happened to those guys? Yeah. Well, funny story. Uh, they're they're football players. Mm. Yes. One um, was a basketball player. I thought. Uh, do you guys happen to remember where the Kelsey brothers uh, matriculated? I believe that'd be the University of Cincinnati. That's correct. Do you happen to remember what year Travis in particular graduated? Um, I think his last game was against Florida in the Sugar Bowl. Mm -hmm. Do you know what season that was? 2009? Yeah. No, no, not at all. They're They're about, about, though. No? Okay. 2010-ish. 2010? Do y'all know who the coach of Cincinnati was at that time? <laughs> Must have been someone really good because that was a big game. Yeah, well, it was an awesome. Game. Of all the hours and days we have lost forever to our life of this Travis and Taylor discourse, I have yet to hear anybody raise the notion that we might be confronted with Butch Jones at Taylor Swift's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Let that in. You know what I just, just realized? Just let that in. Let let that into your heart. Let that in and let it run around for a while. So Butch Jones will be there, probably as, as Travis's uh, second best man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they're close. That's the other thing. They're yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a joke. This isn't no, a joke. This <laughs> isn't, I'm not doing We've it. We've never told they're jokes. They're tight. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you weren't covering Cincinnati in the early 2010s. I was. So oh. Butch Jones... We'll be there. He'll just be there. Yeah. Also, we know. Like, this is of, not far-fetched. One of Taylor Swift's, like, lifelong best buddies from Tennessee is Haley Williams, mm-hmm. who wrote a song entitled mm-hmm. Brick by Boring Brick. Oh. Come on now. Yeah. It, it was obvious all along. This was unavoidable. It's all been there. <laughs> it's all happening. Hey, what now, Swifties? You think you're good at math? Look what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me into your inner circle. I'll see see how good I am at this. I was telling somebody earlier today that this is a really this is a really interesting NFL time for me because the this is the point at which the guys who I covered when I was first starting out, you know, as like fresh recruits, you know, the, the guys who were who were hot shot high school players who were uh you know, blossoming, promising freshmen at their college programs are now like at the pinnacle of their NFL careers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, you're you're that kid who ate set. You're still that kid who ate seven bags of sour gummy worms and puked his guts up. Um, and that's not that's not a derogatory comment. That's the mark of <laughs> a great fact, athlete. Just facts, science. That's the mark of a great athlete. But never has this been. Never has this created a stronger earworm than it did the moment I remembered who Travis's college coach was for the for his last couple seasons there. <laughs> the other thing about um, his... Course, you, well, sorry. Were you going to say who his first coach was at Cincinnati? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do that one first. <laughs> well, Butch had a thing for a minute where he well, served as kind of a paddle duck to a guy who turns even weirder colors. <laughs> uh, and that'd be one mm-hmm. Brian Kelly. Yep. I can't imagine. I, I do not. If Brian Kelly and the Kelseys are close, I am not aware of it. I assume they're not because I feel like BK would have tried to capitalize it on this point. Like, oh look, God, somebody yeah. out there likes me. Yeah. Unlike you people. What the do you mean? What do I mean? You people. Abominable dance memes he'd be posting. And whatever. Anyway, carry, carry on. 
The other thing about the Kelsey brothers, I, I know uh, some people are sick of them. I'm whatever. <laughs> one of them wears pro wrestling mask. I'm sick of the most normal. Uh, I really like the idea that one of you floated earlier today about, or Floyd floated earlier today, that we created six Kelseys in a lab to help uh, to help push vaccines through, and that Jason is the one who came out off cut, but we kept him anyway. <laughs> The um, there was a story by Justin Williams a few weeks ago about their college days, which includes yeah. just the wildest shit. Like um, when Travis was suspended for weed, uh, and Big Brother Jason is like, "Listen, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. It's gonna be good. I got him." Right? <laughs> Jason leaves the house, comes back. Travis is smoking weed. Um, Jason chases Travis, who runs and ho- locks himself in a bathroom. Jason is determined. <laughs> To deliver the message that, Travis, you fucked up. So what does he do? He punches his way in. Not through the door, no, but through the drywall. Cusses Travis out and then goes and sits down and eats, I believe, it's sight of S. Chipotle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. From that moment on, Travis mm-hmm. was like, team leader. Team leader. All you needed was your brother. Punching through a like a horror wall. movie villain. <laughs> punching through the wall. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think this also, is maybe why I have such a high tolerance for them. They uh, they could have been neighbors with my brother the year he and his buddies stole a Coke machine off of campus and put it on their porch and filled it with beer cans and charged a dollar a can at parties mm-hmm. and made an absolute killing. Only then they got robbed because everybody knew they had a shit ton of quarters in their house and they could not call the cops because stolen Coke machine. Yeah. <laughs> But they learned a lot of lessons. They gained a lot of XP. Not at Tennessee. They weren't there long enough. But (laughs) if you're going to be a criminal, Gubbly Raiders. They found they found the Omar of Knoxville, who's like, yeah, I robbed the criminals. I'm a criminal who robs criminal. I'm in this for a shitload of quarters. (laughs) That's amazing. Entrepreneurs entrepreneur i think that's what gives me my high kelsey tolerance i I love this shit yeah 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 like it's sort of thing where i'm i'm aware people become tired of them i Mm. that hasn't afflicted me but also it's never been easier to avoid you know people as much as we love to discuss you know pop culture saturation it has truly never been easier to avoid the things in pop culture that annoy you you know what you can do uh turn on hulu there it's the entire history of television go Go on. Yeah, li- yeah. If you listen, if you want to go to an entirely different culture altogether, go to Tubi. Just go Ooh, watch dude, movies on Tubi. There's, there's some shit in there. Dude, another planet entirely. Listeners, you can't see at home, but my eyes just lit up with the the just the fire of all seven kings of hell. Because I'm not sure that any of you know at home that Roku has the original seasons of Great British Bake Off that they did not put on Netflix that you used to have to find on Vimeo. All of them for free. Are these the ones before Paul Hollywood pretends he actually matters? Yeah, yeah. It's quite charming. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, you can avoid people. I like there's no I guess I don't really understand I'm tired of fatigue. You do. You do. People just want to be mad. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, why, why are you going to be mad at... How's this? If you're going to be mad at, at Travis, how can you be mad at Jason Kelsey? That I don't understand. I mean, they're just two different kinds of galoot. Mm-hmm. How could you be tired of a galoot? <laughs> I think for a while we... For a while, we had like a national, nationally recognized galoot shortage, and they've really filled that. Mm. Yeah. You know, Sorry, we masculinity little... is back, and this is what it looks like. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it has a it. famous girlfriend. <laughs> we skewed a little too much little man. We went a little too Bruno Mars, Timothy Chalamet, and oh. now we're just... Oh, my God, and Wonka didn't win a single Oscar. Oh, yeah. America is healing. You know why? There was, they weren't there big enough. Ke- <laughs> there wasn't a Kelsey... Yeah, there wasn't a Kelsey brother in it. <laughs> they had to get their weight up a little bit. <laughs> Lumpas. Wonka starring enormous. Yeah, you need a little more oomph in your oompa. I'm actually really excited for Travis to take the LeBron turn, not the the sports part, the Hollywood part. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Please it's put happen. him in Space Jam. I need I need Travis Kelsey playing somebody who's just doing one last job. That's it. Is he planning it? That's what I. Oh want. my god! This is <laughs> y'all. 
You know the show that we've talked about making for fully 10 years, which is the buddy cop where they're both loose cannons? <laughs> this is what they were made for. Like, you turn in your badge and gun. You turn in your badge and gun. Yeah, I went, I went Travis Kelsey in The Nice Guys Part 2. Yeah. It's I a mean, Christmas th- movie. Everybody will love it. Just a scene where both of them are throwing guns and badges at each other in the office, <laughs> right? Just a whole bag of them. And then they leave and forth without pants to go solve yeah, One of them splits the other one's lip when he hits him in the face with a pistol. Ow! <laughs> My wife left me. Your wife left me. Our wives left us. <laughs> the po- no one's been left more wifeless than these two guys. The polyamorous loose cannons who've been left by their wife. <laughs> Sells itself. Oh Hell, man, that's the next let, that's the next great CBS frontier because we've run out of law enforcement iterations. We're just gonna make poly versions of all the law enforcement shows we already have. Poly and Chicago order, yeah. Fuck Family Fire <laughs> Tuesdays. The poly mentalist. <laughs> Spencer, you had, you could finally do your bad doctor show. He's bad because he has too many wives. Yeah, just do the dumbest. He's drowning in paperwork at home. Yeah. Whose night is it? I don't know. Listen, I should died on the table. So incompetent house? I didn't watch a lot of Big Love, but poly poly uh, the like poly marriage sounds like a scheduling nightmare. I was reading an article, apparently it's all based on like Google calendars. Like it's a it's a whole thing where you gotta be good at spreadsheets. True. Which color am I? I guess you gotta have one person who's good at spreadsheets. Yeah, as long as there's one yeah. who's passionate about scheduling, maybe the whole thing works out. Yeah, that's. I want. I want Dumb House. Yes, like that is that is my dream. Where show. it's always lupus. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> but he never guesses that. Yeah, but he never guesses lupus. He's probably like, I don't oh, know. Some shit's fucked it up. It turned out to be lupus at the end of every episode. He's like, Ah! I I knew it. Is it, is it lot of, lots of like attempting to discover diseases to get named after himself, but. It, it never works. Trav yeah, box. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can see this so clearly. Yeah. There's a lot of that. He has like, he has like six people living in his house who are all in committed sexual relationships, but he doesn't really understand what any of them are. Like, who am I? Who am I having sex with tonight? Just rolls in. Dumb house. Dumb house. Only on Fox. <laughs> Call it dumb house. That's what Fox hey, calls it. Fox Fox knows. Fox knows you Fox just call knows. it what people are gonna call it. Hey man, credit where it's due. Nine one one moved to ABC. The dumb is spreading. That's I hope that, that they I hope that show just serves as kind of like uh termites. I hope it lasts from, longer than Seinfeld. It just impregnates other networks with 911 shows right like not 911 Kansas City I mean look what look what happened the results speak for themselves they got 911 Lone Star off the ground and went directly to motherfucking volcano in the middle of Texas it was like the second episode they went volcano Yo, what's not plausible about that I didn't say anything was implausible lots of yeah, volcanoes yeah. have happened in the history of the world when you think about it yeah I can I can think of I can think of at least four major cities that definitely need their own nine one one series, and <laughs> they need to be decimated by volcanoes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to. <laughs> Time for Spencer's shit list. Here, Here they are. <laughs> he didn't manage <laughs> to one. The, the prophet Spencer is he about didn't to number one. So he's coming for Boise. Spencer's, Spencer's condemnation has arrived. Those crooks in Washington D.C. He's got the hair. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's the easy choice. You're going for cheap. You're going for cheap pop with that one. That's it. I'm going to play the classics here because they work. Because they work. Yeah, yeah. Crowd loves it. Fuck them. (laughs) Text me again, Chuck Schumer. Volcano. I I've I've greatly enjoyed the current WWE run because now people are chanting. 25 to 30 year old critiques of the rock that's the best <laughs> oh yeah bringing it back yeah. i love history <laughs> yeah we, we we've completely we've completely brought back brought back the rocky Yo, sucks black thing. adam broke that man i it did something bad it did he's, something real it's bad insane he has he, he he's playing literally a comic book villain didn't want to be a villain comes back to wwe and realizes like oh being a villain is awesome <laughs> So whatever reason, this is this is where he's comfortable playing an actual character. Like he he is literally a better actor as a wrestler than as a movie star. I respect. Yeah, 
but but that and uh, that and that and I've I've also greatly enjoyed uh, watching Seth Rollins attempt to play second banana because it's a lot like while dressed like a, that while dressed yeah, yeah like like who's the Boy Scout who's going to help out Cody Rhodes who's in a <laughs> suit and you're like ah here's the good virtuous normal guy who's wearing a pimp jacket <laughs> high heeled spangled boots yeah. And, and like these giant video game protagonist sunglasses. <laughs> he's only unlocked one pair of sunglasses. In the, yeah, he's the only, he sunglasses. hasn't gotten to the second pair yet. He needs to grind some XP before he can get it. It's a very fascinating character because like he does this whole shtick. And then when it's time to like cut a promo, he like takes the sunglasses off to get serious. And it's like, dog, you're still wearing the rest of that get up. <laughs> you're so good at this. It almost works. He needs sunglasses under them. Yeah. So well, that when yeah. he whips it off, it's just, yeah. I did kind of want to talk about Chip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, for I have, whatever I reason, thoughts. I, was, I yeah. thought we would lead with that, but now it's time. No, now it's time. Um, so the standing head coach of UCLA left to become a coordinator at a team in his own conference. A, a, a Big Ten rival. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I give you some context from a reader of ours? I would love it. <laughs> I need all the context I could get on this. So... I, I just thought this was interesting. The day before this happened, we got a uh, we we got a reader email from Andy uh, that said all of the following things, and I'm just going to read this. He said, "Just want to make sure you folks are aware of how strange things are at UCLA right now. After a blowout loss at Arizona, rumors began to circulate that Chip was done." UCLA then lost at home to Arizona State, playing a safety and tight end at quarterback, and the 24-7 site reported he was getting fired. The most visible major donor, the one whose name is on the football facility, uh, then gave an interview to a secondary newspaper in L.A., not the Times, gave his full-throated support to Chip, including that players pass drug tests and get good grades. UCLA then crushed USC at the Coliseum. At some point, UCLA decided not to fire Chip. UCLA then got blown out at home by Cal. Michigan State then hired Jonathan Smith, who grew up in the shadow of the Rose Bowl and has long been rumored to covet the UCLA job. Jed Fish, who would have probably crawled to Westwood. Again, this is Andy saying this. I'm not saying Jed Fish would crawl anywhere. He has fins. Uh, took the Washington job instead. This after Kalen DeBoer took the Washington job in a year UCLA could have also fired Chip. Chip, who makes $6 million a year, then began interviewing for approximately every offensive coordinator job <laughs> in the NFL. He didn't get any of them. Mm. And here we are today. Good thing there are no big changes on the horizon that might require a locked-in leader. Uh -huh. Hey, so... Andy, wait, way to go, bud, because you beat this thing by like eight hours. And then became the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. <laughs> I would have been, I'm really glad that we didn't get this in time to do a show about it because I would have told you there's no way that Chip ever, it's been a long time since Chip had a boss like that. At all. Yeah. It's been a long, it's a, it's been a long time since anybody's and been able to tell him He's not anything. a pleasant person. And like a, when he is a boss, a boss he used to boss around. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Ryan Day, a former New Hampshire player. <laughs> well, so again, like, I mean, you can't say Ryan Day does not know what he's getting into. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it to me, it feels just like Chip was like, uh, well, which job would I like to have next year after being fired? I guess I'll just take it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He kind of did a little Candyland shortcut. Which that's a noise. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to give, I would like to do the scurrilous thing and give the scoundrel Chip Kelly who abandoned <laughs> UCLA for a coordinator job at a different school and cut out the middleman. I would like to give him at least a couple of bits of dastardly credit. One, never acted like he wasn't leaving. Oh, never. No. Not for a second. Interviewed for every job on the planet. I mean, they acted uh, like they were firing him, so. Didn't recruit not one goddamn bit. Not one. Go look at UCLA's recruiting. It is <laughs> it is in the sub toilet of all toilets. It is <laughs> the sub toilet. It is in yeah. It is located. The toilet. It is located in the toilet of the toilet of the toilets. Toilet. Like, toilet which is it's not that they're bad at recruiting. It's that they're not recruiting. They're just not. 
Just chill. They're not doing it. <laughs> just kind of out there, man. Just just vibing. Everybody, I, I, there's one place in the country that should recruit itself. I guess it is UCLA, but I don't think they mean that quite so literally. Well, as a Big Ten university, they're uh, they're you mm. know they're focused more on academics, on uh, mm. things of that nature. Beating Michigan in the U.S. News and World Report. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. Their, that's their true. rivalry Remember. with uh, Nebraska. Mm. We're going to do all the things to make fun of them, but one thing we cannot do is assail their academic ranking, where they are uh, the, I think, arguably the best public institution right now. That in that, that is actually the, the subject of the fight with Michigan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, but which is good because they certainly can't lean on their recruiting ranking for the twenty twenty four class coming up. Um, that would be because uh, right now, if you're looking at what they got coming in, um. We're down a little bit, y'all. We're down a little bit when it comes to Westwood. I mean, how we, down? You bring us into this. We, we, we need to hold something. Is that how it's? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in shit. You know, one commit. One. Mm. <laughs> so a lot of times, I, this is my long way of getting to, a lot of times coaches say the school sells itself. Chip Kelly for the last month literally meant has it. been conducting an experiment <laughs> <laughs> to see if the school could sell itself it and it did to one person <laughs> yeah yeah uh so they're kind of in a hole um if that sounds bad by the way indiana's behind them indiana well, is, sure <laughs> Indiana's behind them. It, it's kind of funny that the flip side of this is like a month ago on Hand in the Dirt, no less. I was like, oh, I don't really believe in Ohio State. And then they stole like 8,000 five stars and, <laughs> and stole Chip Kelly. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm starting to believe in Ohio State a little bit. <laughs> Ohio State mad. They're not so much mad as they're like hungry, hungry, hippoing. Just <laughs> all the marbles. One, uh, one extremely funny detail, by the way, about Indiana being last. They have two commits to UCLA's one and are still behind them in the <laughs> It's not a lot of guys. <laughs> You're looking at what, what did you what did you bring to the class? Um, negative stars. I, I subtracted. Are you looking at 2025? Yeah, I was looking at 2025. Okay. Yeah. Why? 2020. Why? What's 2024 look like? Still, and it's funny. It's funny. Like, it's still thinking like, oh, it's February. They got plenty of time. And it's like, no, no. Signing day is this year. <laughs> Signing day is oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's coming up, brother. Yeah. <laughs> It's bad. It's all super bad. So first, you, uh, you 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 know you lose your transfers. You get you get that, uh, and then you get, then there's mm-hmm. another portal round, and you probably end up in the hole there as well. <laughs> then you got to play football games. Everyone sees <laughs> everyone sees this team, and everyone thinks, "Ooh, that's a lot of plane flights." And then you get to sign some guys. Everyone who's excited about that experience. I oh, like can how you fly directly into Bloomington now. <laughs> You, you might actually be able to. I don't know. I'm sorry. That was mean. The recruit, the multiple sort of phases of the recruiting port of the, uh, the transfer portal and of various signing days have really only given people who are despairing about their football team multiple new phases of despair. <laughs> they love it. People love that shit. People love feeling bad. It's great. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. Billy could just fuck up another transfer class. Oh, awesome. We could lose another guy. That's great. <laughs> Oh look, we got a transfer guard from Dartmouth. We're saved. Awesome. Imagine, imagine tra- hiring Bill O'Brien and ending up with Chip Kelly. Oh. In every way, <laughs> what a multifaceted experience. Uh, life is a journey, and sometimes journeys end in a hospital. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're just remember, sometimes the Oregon Trail takes you to fabulous places and sometimes you dive dysentery. That's kind of yeah. what I was trying to get to, yeah. Yeah. It's an appropriate metaphor with Chip. His Oregon Trail turned out real weird. Ew. It was great. The Oregon part, <laughs> specifically the Oregon mm. part. Specifically and now he's the a banker. Part, so, but then he kept going. You know. Yeah. Oh, he's reverse he's, Oregon trailing it. He already has uh, all his money and now he's going to the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if he gets there. Do you wish to return to Ohio? Why? <laughs> yeah, no. Oregon Trail 2. We're going back. <laughs> if we're going, yeah. We're scared. <laughs> we're scared. We're turning around. There's old no PlayStation. Link, old Link needs young Link. We have to go find him. <laughs> we got we to gotta death stranding it all the way back to Ohio. <laughs> we have to unify the chips. <laughs> <laughs> they must meet. 
Okay. Have, has anybody here watched the most recent season of Great British Bake Off? I hate to bring Starting it up again. To, I don't believe I've ever seen any episodes. It is a delightful program, and you should partake of it. But in this most recent season, which I have just started, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm behind because it's over, but they make animal cakes in the second episode like 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 animal like cakes that look like animals not like not like a like if you're making a cat cake they don't want a flat cake with two triangles on the top for you know a head they want a a cat that like sits up like a a 3d kind of cake Mm -hmm. and not that all cakes aren't 3d you know what i'm talking about um they had this incredibly uh when they uh, as the bakers are telling you what kind of cake they're uh they're making they they show a little cartoon of it and then they show a little cross section of it uh, to show like, here's what the fillings are going to be on the inside. But so they end up cutting cross sections out of all these cartoon animals and just showing delicious fillings. It's, it's profoundly disturbing in a way I'm not sure I'm describing well. Uh, But you're basically talking about is adorable, adorable dog made of cake, adorable Mm -hmm. cake dog. With a that, knife, that, and goes then the knife head. goes into it, and you're like, "Oh, lemon yeah. poppy seed." Hmm. Yeah, and it's still smi- and it's still smiling, yeah. right? It's like, "Oh, like smiling it, it went, cake it dog went right through its one fondant eyeball, and half of its mouth is still just there." Like if the pop tart bowl had gore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next year it will. <laughs> it's got bones. Oh god! It's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. The- it's, it's screaming in pleasure. I will start. We're- I will start an NIL collective dedicated solely to the welfare of players who make the Pop-Tart Bowl next year, bite into one, and then scream at the nearest camera, it's got bones. Make the Pop-Tart scream. I would like to thank Pop-Tarts again for turning our sport into a Nordic horror movie for one day a year. (laughs) We must sacrifice him. (laughs) And then... I mean, it, 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 it's perfect. He likes it's it. Like, it's an end of year festival and everything. <laughs> my greatest, oh, shit. my greatest fantasy is to be destroyed. Did the Swedish Yule Goat make it? Do we know? I don't know if you can, can. Can we look at that, Paul? Paul, can we? Can we get that? Paul's our researcher. Mm. He's a man. He hasn't done anything until right now. No, uh, I don't know if the Yule Goat made it. The headline is: Sweden's Yule Goat has been burned, run over, and shot. This year, it's going to the birds. <laughs> Undefeated. Um, yeah. So, but this this year it was hungry birds. This has never happened before. Anna Corinne Neiman, the goat spokesperson, told as I'm it sorry, happens. Host, what is the, name of the spokesman? Anna Corinne Neiman. It's been a. It's been. It says here a particularly rainy harvest season made it difficult for farmers to get the grain out of the straw for this year's 13 meter tall Yuletide goat, a Christmas tradition in the Swedish village. <laughs> Of I don't know this name. As a result, jackdaws and other hungry birds oh, have taken roost upon its mighty horns, where they're ripping off the straw from its frame in search of tasty treats. Yeah, you thought we couldn't burn it down. <laughs> he looks a little bit uncombed or unkempt right now, Neiman said. But to me, of course, he's still very handsome. Oh, the slow death. Okay. Wow. God. Courtesy CBC.ca uh, for the article. <laughs> The birds are ex- the birds are executing wills the will of God. That's what it is. It's God's will. That's beautiful. Very very fond very fond of this already. Very fond of um, very fond by the way of UCLA actually hiring Deshaun Foster because that's pretty much what they could do. That's 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 I, hire somebody on the staff. I know that we're not doing um, coaching predictions anymore after you know. Fuente, everything, Mac, everything. But I, I like this hire. Can I say that through clenched teeth? I like this hire. All hires are fine. Because I, oh, I was fine, yeah. telling, uh, I was talking to Ryan about this this morning, and I, uh, the point that I was trying to make to him was that, like UCLA football's primary nemesis is UCLA, the university, and Deshaun Waster has had a number of different roles within the university, and, uh. I have to. I can't think there would be another candidate that would know their way around in both a good and a okay. We're gonna have to fight these people. Sense, um, but like yeah. you, you couple that with the player buy-in, and like this, this really does feel like the best available scenario for for everybody. Yeah, although there's not a whole lot on the roster to keep them from like 
They, they, you I'm, say try- player man, I'm, I'm trying, okay? I know. And I wasn't bullshitting. I really do think this, I really do think this was a good hire, but uh, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. This just got to be tough. And I, I, I think this is something we're going to do um, now that we have to actually sort of it's one thing to know intellectually that all of these teams are now in the same now in the same conference. It's another to start to see it play out and to go, oh, oh, they're mega boned, like mm. they're super doomed. <laughs> you know, like it's one thing to go, I don't know, UCLA might be headed for Indiana territory, and then you see it and go, oh man, UCLA's headed for Indiana territory. It's it's, it's like real on a level now that we could appreciate. I think the way I see it is like UCLA got on the life raft, right? Well, here's the thing. The life raft is being dragged behind the uh, the aircraft carrier. That's Ohio State. You're on the life raft. Like, yeah, you're not mm-hmm. sinking, but you're not on the big boat. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, there's big waves back here that they don't even feel. <laughs> yeah, you're right? just a little, the little choppy turbulent, turbulence for you. You'll be fine. And as they found out, if there's a very talented sailor on the lifeboat, well, he, he can guess climb where up. he gets to go. <laughs> The big boat. Guess who you don't have anymore? The guy who makes everything work. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Sucks, man. <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of wondering what that moment's going to be in the SEC for me where I go, oh, boy, that program, that program's in trouble. But that's like, I think there's going to be more and more moments, even in the offseason, where you you look at programs sort of struggling to adjust to this new reality and like. It's going to become more real to you that, oh, fuck, you live here now. You know, mm. like you, this is this is where you're at and you're going to get your head coach stolen by a program that's in your own conference. And they're just going to take whatever they want and you can't do much about it. <laughs> like if Deshaun, honestly, if Deshaun Foster's really good as head coach, they should hire him at running backs coach. Just keep teaching UCLA this lesson. Just Ohio State taking whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, it's like to have 30 coaches change jobs, even though so many of them, even though so many schools are just hiring interims is insane. Like because of the portal, so many of them are just hiring interims. But like, I mean, in that way, the portal is cutting down on college football chaos. You know what I mean? It's like if if everyone was hiring from other schools, would we we have had 40 FBS jobs change hands? This is I like this approach, Jason, because it gets us to we don't talk about all of the good chaos exactly. that the portal is preventing. <laughs> look how, look, look the how normalizing the portal is. Yeah, this is also um, there are occasionally sometimes debates that pop up that I don't really give a fuck about. Um, for instance, the debate about whether coaches are uh, comfortable in college anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whether oh, it's, my yeah, God. Like, like, God, it's making it so hard. First of all. Making it hard for the managerial class. I'm out. I'm out. I love it. Make it harder. Make it suck more. (laughs) Like it's it's, okay. So Jeff Halfley leaves from almost getting fired for an NFL job. Carrying water for Jeff Halfley. And everyone's like, oh, this is because it's it's so hard to coach in college football. It's so hard to make uh, millions of dollars in college football. Could you outsource that one? And then where's that take go when Chip does the same thing but stays in college? El Misterioso. Nothing. Um, that Ohio State is the NFL. Well, granted, they are sure. I mean, they're, yes. they're troops, and that makes them professionals. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's. Uh, can we hold on, Holly? Let's go ahead and connect that. Special forces on the ground somewhere in the world. Central Command. Ohio State. Okay. We can make. We can go ahead and connect this. They are troops, right? Via the NFL, because the NFL also are troops. All right, William Morris. Delegate. I will take my money now. Thank you. Can we do a brief podcast best podcast? Yeah. Business? Why? Well, Something going on? I'll sing briefly. Podcast business. It's the business. <laughs> Just business. There you go. That's oh, the brief one. I love it. Dang. I love how I love how ready you are to drop that at a moment's notice anytime. <laughs> Listen, it's the only thing I contribute to the show. <laughs> uh I just wanted to mention that uh if you're coming to our live show on Friday um and you don't know where your ticket is, check Splash's website. Because that's where your ticket is. Just, just should have emailed to you if that didn't work. Check the website. The other thing is our Trevor Project fundraiser ends this Friday night. Call it at, at the end of the live show. The Trevor Project fundraiser will be concluded. So all sales between right now and February 17th, the money from those sales will be added to our donation. So if you have delayed, right now is the time. Thank you. 
Are we going to have one of those giant paper thermometers that we can color in? <laughs> I hadn't thought about doing that, but... Crafts! Yeah, yeah we'll we crafts. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll bring a crafting table, I guess. Love it, please. Uh, excited to see everybody who's going to show out this uh, Friday night to join Fullcast in Conversation. <laughs> I want to do a quick mention uh, for the newsletter that Holly and I put out... Uh, twice a week two things a week that would be channel six working on something very uh very fun and exciting because you know football's over so uh why not go ahead and talk about how everyone on the internet lies so i'm trying to prove why you can't land a plane that's it except he's accidentally proving on the way that he spencer could land a plane (laughs) (laughs) on account of being built different but it could work for me i am percentages more capable several percentage points more capable of landing the plane than an average person who has not attempted this or researched it or looked into a flight. So what's great about, we're all still. D- what's great about this is that 30 seconds ago, some people probably thought I was joking. <laughs> so is, is I mean, it, is it how percentages close are you at this point? Uh, you know, I would say this, the average person just to sit cold into the cockpit of the airplane, according to my research, which you can read <laughs> on channel six, our fantastic newsletter. Um, the chances aren't good, and with me, they're slightly less than terrible. Spencer, I view landing a plane as a binary act. Either you do or do not successfully land the plane. Spencer, how much mm, Steiner There's many different gradations of how you land. <laughs> let, let me put it this way. How are we getting to the ground, and at what speed? Yeah, that's, that's, that is my question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think if I am in charge, you stand a slightly better chance of... Uh, of not dying slightly better and those chances are still pretty slim again that's steiner math yeah this is yeah <laughs> you got a 50 percent chance of survival <laughs> but in my hands because i'm a mutant anyway the la times interviewed a bunch of boeing employees and former boeing employees this week who said that they would not let their family fly on max jets and wouldn't fly on them themselves i'm sure it's fine mm, probably fine yeah seems totally fine um but if you're in a max jet and I'm at the wheel, um, it won't matter because the bolts are going to fly out of that bitch anyway. So, Woo. Are you magnetic? Uh, yeah. <laughs> In so many ways, yes. Oh, no, we, we never mind. We went over that last week. Okay. Yeah. Channel 6! Uh, in our bio, subscribe. Thrive. 